0: It's good to be here with you this morning and just being here today right now kind of brings me back on a several years ago back when I was sitting where you're sitting and uh, just exciting to be here. i tell you Lancaster is a good place to be and it's uh, just such a privilege to be able to work here and serve the Lord here. And I do appreciate the, the privilege also being here this morning. Pastor Chapel keeps me kinda of busy on the Spanish side so I don't get around the, the, the students very much. And I sure do enjoy this opportunity. Thank you, Dr. Getch, for the opportunity as well. Let's open our Bibles here this morning to Mark and chapter number four. and We're gonna read a few verses here before we uh, return to our seat and listen to what God might have for us today. Uh, God has been so good to us and uh, God has been such, a, just done so much in our lives. And uh, as the students here, you've gone through a lot of difficult times with the changes during this pandemic and sometimes meeting outside, sometimes meeting inside, sometimes eating inside, outside, sometimes not eating at all. And uh, it's always exciting to see what's going to be next. But I think we are getting back to a little bit of normality, which is something I've been looking forward to as well. And uh, just good to meet here today. Mark chapter 4, verse number 35. <clears throat> This says, In the same day, when even was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over to the other side. And when they had taken, uh, when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and were with him other little ships. And there rose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ships that it is now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose, rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you today for the privilege of being here today. Lord, we thank you for the life that you've given us, the vision that you've given us, the anticipation that you've given us for things to come. Lord, today I do pray that you just speak to our hearts. And Lord, as the students, some now getting close to graduation, others just getting started. And Father, we just pray now as we plan our lives and prepare our direction, Lord, I pray that you'd lead us every step of the way. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done now in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. You know, think about life today. We realize that life really is a life of anticipation. You know, a child cannot wait until he can become a teen. A teen cannot wait until they have some freedom in their lives. A student, they can't wait until finally they're able to graduate and get started. Young adults, they can't wait till they can finally meet that certain one. You know, many times life happens while we're waiting for something to begin. A lot of times we don't realize where we're at and when we're at and what God is doing with us at the moment we're at. You know, Each phase of life is important and is very important for the development of the next phase. As we're living today and where God has placed us at this moment, we need to realize that He's preparing us for the next step. If we don't get what we're at, where we're at, we'll not be prepared for the next step to happen. So many times, instead of waiting, uh, maybe we should just get the most out of the phase in which we are. Uh, By the way, that's the key to joyful living. When you can enjoy the phase in which you're at, that's when you find out what it is about the joy in Christ. You know, life is much shorter than we realize. Uh, when I remember back at your stage and your age thinking, oh, we have a lot of time. There's a lot of time before uh, the next thing happens or before the Lord returns or before uh, death would come. And on and on goes the list. But you know, life is very short and it goes very fast. We need to realize there's much importance in getting direction and proper direction in our lives. Many times we do not realize the importance of direction to get us to the next step. We need to realize that life has no reset buttons. There's no place to begin again. There's no place to forget about what happened in the past and begin again. So we need to realize how important life is at this moment. You have one opportunity to get it right. You talk about some pressure, that's some pressure. You have one opportunity to choose right. You have one opportunity to go forward in your life. Now, we begin to think about that. I want us to realize that in our text here today, Jesus is basically giving out a call. He says, let us pass over unto the other side. I want to think about that for a moment as we're thinking about life and where God is taking us. I want us to realize that as we think of that, the majority of us probably already sense God's call on our life. We already sense that God is putting us in a certain direction. And as we think about that, we need to realize that, you know, the call many times falls short of the actual arrival. You know when God was when Jesus that day was putting out the call. We're going to look at a few things about that. We realize that it took a little bit to finally get to where that call was taking him. So I want to take a few moments this morning and basically look at the elements that were involved in this trip. And I really like to do is apply it to the phase of life that God has now put us in. And as we think about that, I want us to realize that God has something and He has a direction for our life. God wants to use us much more than. we want to be used of him. God wants to do more for us than we realize what he wants to do. So I want to look at a few things this morning, and I want us to kind of apply it to our lives, apply it to where we're going, apply it to some of the decisions that are going to be coming before us as we move forward. First of all, I want us to realize the direction, the direction. So look in verse number 35. We realize that Jesus, he sent away the multitude, and he said, now, I want us to go over and the other side. First thing I want to realize is the very first phrase on that is, let us. You did not realize that God's plan is a plan that involves us. I'm always amazed that God desires to use us in his plan. Now we need to realize he doesn't have to use us. We need to realize he doesn't need to use us. We look at creation and all that was done in six days. He needed no help to get that done. He needed nobody to be with him as he got that done. God is well able to take care of anything he wants with or without us. He doesn't need us for any step of the way. So now as we're beginning to get our our direction going in our lives, we need to realize, first of all, God doesn't need us. God doesn't need anything we have. He doesn't need our abilities. He doesn't need our talents. He doesn't need our call. What He needs is simply someone that would want to be with Him. So we realize that God's plan is involving us. As we think about His plan involving us, we realize that God has also put Himself in an area where He'll use us. The Bible says, Go ye therefore and teach all nature. The Bible says, Preach the gospel to every creature. So now, as God is going to get the job done, we're his desire is to involve you and I in the job he has. Now, folks, it's a privilege to serve God. And I know we realize that. And I know we say that to ourselves all the time. Maybe sometimes we don't really think about what that means. But it is such a privilege for God to use us and involve us in the job that he has. As we look at what's going on out there, realize that God has some. God has a plan and he wants you in it. We realize the plan is not you. The plan is not me but rather Jesus saying let us he's saying let's let us move on let us go on you know as we realize that it was kind of an open invitation he didn't really put specifics in it he he didn't say uh, peter let's go he didn't say john get over here let's go he didn't say thomas stop looking at the water and let, let's go so realize realized that as Jesus was standing there, he kind of gave out an open invitation. Let's go. Let's all go over to the other side. Now, as we think about this morning, I want us to realize that God has a plan. He's basically extending an invitation. And we have the opportunity to be part of what he has. He said, let us pass over unto the other side. Now, now I want us, to, as we think about that, I want us to realize our involvement. As we think about our involvement, we realize that Jesus didn't need them. to get the job done Jesus didn't need them to get over onto the other side basically the ones that got in the ship that day were just simply there for the ride. Uh, They weren't uh, getting out anything to start rowing. Uh, They weren't doing anything to actually work. They were just simply there along with what Jesus has. So realize that Jesus there is there. Young people need to realize it and not worry about where we're gonna go. Jesus has it under control. He's just allowing you and I to be involved in that which he already has. So I want us to think about let us. And the next thing we notice there is go. Let us go. What do we see with that? Well, we see movement. Now, young people, if we don't get movement, we'll not go. We can all be desiring to be involved, but if we don't put movement behind what we're doing, we'll not get anywhere in our life. God has a place for you, and that place may be in full-time ministry. That place may be as a layman. But you need to realize that that God is giving us the part, and the part is get involved with what he has. By the way, young people, it starts now. Many times we sit back waiting for the ministry. Well, I'm just waiting until God puts me in the ministry. Now, young people, need to realize God has already put us in the ministry, we're not waiting for that next step. We're already in that next step. Our next step is going to be involved by what we're doing in this step. When you go soul winning, are you just completing an assignment or do you actually expect to win somebody to Christ? When you go to that door, are you expecting somebody to open it? I know nowadays people are really hesitant in opening doors. They're hesitant in talking to you. And every time somebody does, you're kind of feeling out the situation. Do I get close? Do I get back? Do I, you know, what do I do? Because we don't know how they're going to respond. But many times when that opportunity actually hits, we're not ready. We're not ready because we're not expecting it. We're thinking, well, this will be just like the other doors. Nobody's going to answer it. This will be just like the other doors where they say, hey, uh, just put it on the door. Uh, Don't get close to me here, and and we'll take it. We're not ready when the opportunity actually comes. You know, many times that's our life. We sit back thinking and waiting for the next opportunity, waiting for something else, not realizing that it's already there. Are you making an impact in someone else's life or are you just simply doing the assignment that's given you? Now, young people need to realize, as we're in college, as we're involved, we need, right now, the ministry has already begun. Our life is going to impact somebody, either for good or for bad. Our life is doing something for somebody. We need to realize that we need to have movement, not wait till you're in the ministry, not wait until you have that salary, not wait until you have a position, a little plaque on your door, but actually realize the ministry is already going. So we see, he said, let us go, and then we realize the location, the other side. Now we're realizing the direction. So as we begin to put our lives into God's hand, we realize now it's his direction. So we begin to think about that, and he's saying, let us go to the other side. You might have the question, where are we going? Well, they didn't know that, Jesus did. When are they going to arrive? Well, they didn't know that, Jesus did. How are we going to get there? Well, they really didn't know that either. They just knew that the ship was under the control of Jesus, and he would take care of it. You don't know, to realize that God has a place designed it for you. Now, here's the tough part. You only have one opportunity to get it right. As you begin to go forward, you need to realize many fail from the place that you're in right now. I began to think back in the years that I was studying and, and uh, in Bible college and some of the best uh, candidates out there, some of the best speakers, some of the highest motivated, some of the better choices that were there today do not even serve the Lord. Some of them didn't even, didn't even get started. Now we didn't realize we have one chance to get it right. So as we think about that, we realize that Jesus has a place for us. There's only one way to get there. The Bible says in Luke chapter 14, verse number 27, And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me, now listen, it says, cannot be my disciple. If you're not willing to pick up the cross, if you're not willing to make the sacrifice, if you're not willing to say, Lord, you're in control, I'm not waiting for that offer and that invitation, I'm not waiting for that office, I'm not waiting for that position, but but I'm going to pick up my cross. If you're not willing, he says, you cannot be my disciple. Not that you will not, you cannot. There's no way you can do it. So we realize that Jesus now is kind of getting things ready. And the first thing we realize as he got started that day, there was some direction to it. Next thing I want to notice here is the determination. Verse number 36 says, and when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And they were also with him, uh, other little ships." Second thing I want us to realize is the determination. As we think about the determination, I want us to realize the people. The people that were involved at that moment, the multitude did not go. The multitude did not realize the objective. Now, young people need to realize the vast majority of Bible college students never realize the objective in which they are. I wish I had some statistics on that. I do not. But it'd be very interesting to know the actual percentage of Bible college graduates that actually get into the ministry and stay in the ministry. But young people, i let you know it's a very small number. You have an opportunity. We all have an opportunity. But very few realize the opportunity that's given to us. Very few move forward in the direction that God has. So we realize, what, what's that all about? Why is it that there are so many that don't quite make it? As we think about that, I want us to realize determination. The determination is what is going to decide whether you're going to go or whether you're not. The determination of whether you're going to get in the ship or not in the ship. The determination as you finish Bible college on whether you're going to move forward or whether you're going to just simply sit back and wait. Now, folks, we need to realize that we need to be determined to get into it. Now, as we think about that multitude was out there, we realize that the multitude now was sent away. And you might think, well, Brother Collins, the thing is Jesus sent them away. Now, as we think on that for a moment here, I want us to realize there was room in that ship. There could have been one more get in that ship. But if we're not determined to follow the Lord, we'll miss the leadership that He has in our life. We'll miss the direction that He has placed us into. We'll miss the area in which He'll put us. Here's what we think about our life today, and we're now in Bible college. We are in the ministry We'll be going out soul winning again. I don't know which day you do it or how many days you do it or which days you do it. But as you go out, I want us to kind of have a mindset here today. We're either in the ministry or we're not. We're either involved or we're not. We're either passionate about it or not. We're either determined or we're not. Now, folks, if we're not, that's going to result much in our next step. So as we're here today and we're thinking about that, how determined are we to be involved with, with what God would do in our lives. I don't want to get ahead of myself in the message here, but there's no greater satisfaction in the ministry than seeing the lives of people changed. Nothing greater. Nothing greater than going back to the very first church we started in Chihuahua, Mexico. I was there this past year just before pandemic and that made a trip over there seeing people that were saved Three decades ago, still going forward, remembering them. One man in particular, he was uh, really a, a total enemy of mine before he got saved. He, he hated us. He hated the fact that these missionaries came into their town to get a church started. He did everything he could do to undermine me, undermine me, and undermine our ministry. His wife got saved, his daughter got saved, and he was just totally against us. He was that way for many, many years, for about 15 years like that. After about 15 years, something happened and he got saved. And When he got saved, his life totally changed. In fact, when I went back to Guerrero just this past year, uh, I stayed in his home with him. Uh, From a total enemy to somebody that's totally behind me. So excited to see what God's doing. Now, folks, I want us to realize God has someone for us. You know, if that were the only person that I reached into, the only person that I saw an effect in their life, that's pretty satisfying. That's pretty exciting to see somebody that hated God, hated God's work, and now loves God's work. Now, folks, what I want to think about here is there are people out there. that I want to what's the next thing about, and that, that's the person. You know, the person is the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, he is the key. Now, as we talk about our determination, we need to realize that Jesus is the one in the ship. As we went to Guerrero Chihuahua all those years ago, and back in those days, I could barely speak Spanish, and I was struggling very heavy to do it. I spent many, many hours studying every day, not only for my messages, but also just the, the language necessary to relay that message and that uh, that that. Particular Message As we think about that, and all those years ago, we realized the thing that was important was when Jesus was in it, when Jesus was the one that put us in the place that we were, when Jesus was the one that put us in an area where the gospel had not been preached, where it needed to be preached, when Jesus is in there, that's the difference. We realize it says there, they took him as he was. In other words, Jesus was the one in control. It wasn't them, it was him. It wasn't about what they're doing It was about what he was doing It wasn't about what their objective was It was about what Jesus' objective was That included them in his will Now young people When God puts you where he's going to put you, we need to realize he's the one in control. He's the one with the direction. He's the one that'll get us in the right area. He's the one that'll make a difference in the life that we have. So realize it's Jesus was there. So as we think about that, we need to get in. We need to let Jesus get in the right place. But you don't want to notice the next part, and that's a real important part here. That's the partners. There we see in verse number 36 that he talks about... Uh, Yeah, verse number three said, other little ships. There were also with him other little ships. I want us to think for a moment about the partners that were there at that moment, the little ships. Obviously, it was the least important, but it became one of the most impactful. As we think about the little ships that were there, now there's not much said about it, but what there is is something noted about it. So it was Jesus in the big ship, the disciples with him in that ship, then there were also the other little ships that were involved. Now, folks, we need to realize there are going to be partners as we move into the ministry. The key is we need to allow that Jesus in his ship be the directing factor and not the little ships that are accompanying him. Many times we get into the ministry, we begin to get that flipped around. And we begin to get more impressed... And more directed by the little ships than we do by the big ship. And if we're not careful, those little ships will lead us in a wrong direction. So we realize that Jesus now, he's in the main ship. They're with him. They're keeping their eyes on him. They're following him. They're going where he's leading, and the little ships are going along with him. Now, young people, as we move forward, we need to realize that partners are very important in our life. We need to realize their place is also very important. So many times as we get involved with others, Others will begin to in, influence us in direction and areas that we really shouldn't be influenced. They'll give us some direction we probably shouldn't have. Young people, there's a lot of direction out there and a lot of different direction. And as we move into the ministry, we better be solid and defined as to where we are. Probably the biggest thing I, when I talk to younger preachers is I spend more time talking about being defined. What does that mean? Knowing who you are. Knowing why you stand, why you do what you do, why you're living like you're living, why your doctrine is your doctrine, why your practice is your practice. If you don't become defined young, you'll begin to be led later on. You'll be, begin turned turn a different direction as it goes. So I want us to move on to the third area, and that's basically the detour. Now we're going to kind of get into what we just began here. Verse number 37 said, so there arose a great storm of wind. So now we're realizing the detour detour that's there. The first thing we realize are the trials that were involved. You know, As we start moving forward in ministry, we realize that trials now are a big part of it. Now, as we're in Bible college, we're getting a taste of some trials. Just paying your bills and your school bill is a trial. Uh, Just navigating time for study, that's a trial. Finding rest, that's a trial. Uh, Finding the proper job, that's a trial. Waiting on God's show of direction, that's a trial. And Many times as we're at this point that it becomes so overwhelming in our life that we lose track of what's next. Now folks need to realize the trials in which we are at this moment are very minimal for the trials that will be on up the road. God's preparing us for something even bigger in our lives. So as we think about those trials that we're now in, I want us to realize the storm that's now happening. So they're out there, and really, out of nowhere comes a storm. The plan that day was not to be in a storm. In fact, when they got in the boat with Jesus, he said, let's go over to the other side. Now, if he's in control, if he's the one telling us, if he knows everything, how is it that he's going to put us in an area where a storm's going to happen? So now we realize realizing as they're there, that's the storm. And by the way, it was a pretty bad storm because they were seasoned seamen. They knew how to handle things, and they didn't know how to handle that either. They really weren't sure if they were even going to make it. Now, young people in the ministry, you're going to find time and time again where well, you're not even sure if you're really going to make it. You might think this is really tough in Bible college. By the way, it is. By the way, when you graduate, I'm excited for you. That's a great thing. But you know, as we begin our life, we need to realize storms are something that God allows to direct us, to mold us, to give us the faith that we should have. So realize that trials are there and the storm was out there. And, and we could ask the question, where's Jesus? Well, he's asleep. Uh, he's, he, he doesn't really seem to even be concerned about what's going on. He doesn't even seem to be concerned on whether we're going to live or whether we're going to perish. So we realize that Jesus is out there during these trials. And and the ministry and life is a life of trials. And so we're moving forward in the trials. We realize also the testing. You know, what kind of men were these anyway? What kind of men were they that were following Jesus? You know, as we think about our philosophy and ministry, as I spoke of just a moment ago, your philosophy in ministry will be tested. What kind of man are you? There's a lot of new ways of doing things out there. There are many ways that are really not proven and a lot of risk involved. So many times we're venturing out into something, we're really not even sure where the end is going to be in our lives. They're not proven and they're out there. We realize that as we think about our ministry and what God's going to give you. A moment ago, I said the most satisfying area of ministry, first of all, is not how many people you can get into a building. The most satisfying part of ministry is really not a good salary. To be honest, I'll be careful here. It's not even how many responds to the invitation. The satisfaction are the lives transformed down in the spanish ministry we have a pretty good crowd of people down there and it's exciting and i'm glad they're there and i really wanted to be there when i'm preaching on a sunday morning and sunday night and wednesday night but the, but the thing that's more satisfying to me are the ones that i've known now for 3 years and i've seen i've watched their lives move forward they're not in the same place they're not doing the same thing they're not concerned the same way they're more concerned i would rather see a few people move forward As to see this house full of people sitting in the same spot. Now, folks, we think about ministry. Ministry is about lives being changed. Think about the disciples Jesus at one time feeding 5,000, Jesus preaching to multitudes. People all around him all the time, but the satisfying area were just those 11 disciples that moved forward. Those 11 disciples that, after the ascension, uh, turned the world over for our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, young people, what we need to realize is we better have a ministry that's going to impact, <clears throat> impact lives. A ministry that's going to change lives. We are not our own. We are bought with a price. Glorify God with our bodies, which are His. We're a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now, folks, we need to realize these are principles that need to govern and guide the direction of the ministry God gives us. If we're going to make a difference in the world, we have to start making a difference in the people with which we're working. If we don't make a difference in their lives, we'll never make a difference in the world that's out there. Folks, we need to realize that satisfaction is lives transformed. Worldly Christians will not produce a satisfying ministry. World, worldly Christians will not carry on the gospel. Worldly Christians will drain and not add to there. The, the little ships out there many times are trying to, de, to deviate us from the purpose that God has for us to see the lives transformed that are out there. And I know right now it's very difficult to decide what kind of ministry we'll have, what kind of direction we'll have, what the end will actually be. But young people, let me tell you if we can get a hold of what God would do through us for the lives of people, we'll see some exciting things happen out there. Now one also realized the temptation. The temptation at that moment was many things. As they were in that storm, what could they? Well, in a the storm, they could get out. And by the way, many times when we're a storm, that's what happens. we get out. We just check out. We can either check out physically, check out mentally, check out spiritually, lose our relationship with the Lord. As a storm gets there, how are we going to respond to it? The temptation is, let's get out of this thing. The temptation is, let's go back. This, God must not have been in this thing. Jesus must have made a mistake when he said, let's go over to the other side because now we're in this horrible storm. I don't know how we're going to go forward. Let's just go back and get it started again. You know, many times there's temptation to other things. Temptation to change direction. Man, this storm's tough. You know, It looks a lot easier over on that side. If we just simply go around that storm, go a different direction, we might find it easier. That. There's a lot a of temptation to not stay the course that God has given us. You've been in Bible college now. Some of your first year, some of your four years, some of you're cramming that four years into eight years, but you're still at it. But you know, as we go forward, we need to realize that God's given us direction that we need to have. Last thing I want to notice here, as we close it this morning, is the destination. The destination. Now, if there's one thing at my phase in life and ministry is my desire is to finish well. Many do not finish well. My heart's desire is to finish well. I I, I don't want to be off on the side. I I don't want to be watching instead of involved. I want to be involved all the way to the end where God's put me. Now, as we think about that, and to me, probably one of the more exciting areas of this entire passage is found in chapter 5. Verse number 1 says, when they came over to the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. Basically, to me, the more exciting area is they arrived. They arrived. Let's get in the boat. Jesus knows where he's going. Young people, let's get in the boat. Not when you graduate. Let's get in the boat today. Not when things seem a little easier. Let's, get, let's do it today. We got soul winning this week. Get the sleep out of your eyes. I understand it. I, I went through it. I didn't even know what rest was until about five years after Bible college. I, I understand that. But as we're at it today, we need to arrive where Jesus has put us. That's today. We got soul winning. Look for that next one that you can have an impact in their life. The ones that are around you, look for the ones that you can impact in their lives. The destination arriving where you're starting. Then I realized that they went from certain failure to unwavering faith. When they saw what Jesus did in that storm, it changed their lives forever. Young people, God wants to show himself in a real way in your lives. He wants to do things you can never imagine. What does it take? Get involved. Get to that area that God has for you. Let's bow our heads for just a moment. Let's stand up as we have a word of prayer and invitation here this morning. God may be speaking and dealing in your heart right now. God has so much that he wants to do through you and for you. But many times we get so distracted... We get so our mind in other areas that God's not able to do the work with us. We're in the ministry. Today matters. Tonight matters. Tomorrow matters. And as we move forward, God will show us each step of the way.